Good morning, everyone. We are speaking with the Forest Service on today's program. The Regional Recruitment and Retention Specialist, Carrie Case, is with us. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So, before we jump into everything, what exactly is your role in your job? Well, this is a new position with the Forest Service, and um, my role is to work on making sure that we, as a, as a region, are looking at recruiting um, folks from our local communities or the best talent that we can find um, for the positions that we're offering. Um, and the other side of the coin um, for this position would be the recruitment aspect or the retention aspect, which is looking at what we can do better for our current employees. Well, you sound like just the person to ask this question because I've been, I've been seeing a lot of positions advertised for the Forest Service lately. Can, can you tell me a little bit about what's going on here? Why are there so many? Yeah, you know, we're experiencing a, a time of revitalization in the Alaska region, um, and that's the result of recently passed legislation that will provide historic levels of funding, um, not only to the agency but to the Alaska region um, as well. And so that means we're anticipating a pretty significant increase in investments over the next five years um, to revitalize our infrastructure, um, our workforce, and thanks to new laws such as the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, um, the Great American Outdoors Act, and then the, the Southeast Alaska uh, Sustainability Strategy, uh, we, have, we have a lot going on. So with this funding coming in, it sounds like you need more people then. We do. And, yep, and- that- and are these positions permanent or seasonal? They're predominantly permanent positions. Um, you know, we're looking to increase our entry level and local hiring efforts here within the region. Um, and to do that, we want to offer more permanent positions. And these could be permanent seasonal positions as well uh, to provide people the ability to become part of the permanent workforce early on in their careers and to not have to reapply for positions each year. And so what positions are you looking to fill? You know, a really wide variety um, of positions, anywhere from entry-level forestry technicians or or recreation, you know, related positions to data managers, people that do computer work, uh, front desk folks, kind of, it's really kind of a a spectrum of, of different opportunities right now. I hear that some... There are some unique hiring strategies that can be used here in Alaska. Can you share what those are and what those requirements entail? Yeah. You know, the the one that's specific to Alaska um, is called the Alaska National Interest Lands Conservation Act, or ANILCA. Maybe you've heard um, that term being um, thrown around before. And that's a, a local hiring authority that allows federal land management agencies, like the Forest Service, um, to give selection preference to eligible local applicants who have either lived or worked in or near public lands um, in Alaska and have special knowledge or expertise concerning the natural or cultural resources of those public lands. So it's, it's a way we can provide employment opportunities within our local communities, which is an emphasis for us. And right now we have um, several entry-level positions that are being advertised using the ANILCA authority, what we talked about, uh, some of those forestry, recreation-type positions. And uh, those can be found on on USA Jobs, which is www.usajobs.gov. So there's a local hiring preference first rather than looking outside of Alaska to find somebody. 
Yes, that's definitely an emphasis we have right now. We want to be able to provide opportunities within our local communities within the region, for sure. So if someone wanted to apply, how, how could they go about doing that? So um, USA Jobs, which um, I, I just had talked about, is, it's, an, it's our online system where you can access all federal job announcements, including the Forest Service, and that's how we have folks apply for jobs. So I would say if, if you are interested in working for the Forest Service um, and you don't have a USA Jobs account already, uh, the first thing you're going to want to do before applying is create an account and set up a profile so when a job does come along that you're interested in, um, you're, ready, you're ready to go through the application process. And is there anything in particular to know about USA Jobs that applicants should perhaps keep in mind? Yeah, you know... The thing that I always tell people is don't wait until the last minute to set up your account and finish your profile. Um, it's good to have that done ahead of time so um, so you're ready to go. And, you know, it's a little bit different system. So I would say get in there early and uh, make sure you feel comfortable with how to navigate through it. Um, and then what, when looking at a job announcement in USA Jobs, uh, read it thoroughly. That's probably the second piece of advice I always give people. Um, all the information you need to know to um, successfully complete the application process, it's, it is available there, including um, qualifications, required documentation that will need to go with your application. And for ANILCA positions, uh, there are specific questions that you'll be asked um, related to that hiring authority, um, and you can review those ahead of time um, within the job announcement. So you're not surprised when you get into the, the application process, you, you have an idea of what those look like. Um, get an idea of kind of how much time you want to spend on them. Um, you know, it's it's something you do have to respond to in writing within the application process, but it's um, not something that you're going to be writing paragraphs and paragraphs on um, to respond to, but there is going to be a little bit of writing involved. So you can see those ahead of time and, and uh, prepare yourself. And then the last piece of advice is the jobs on USA Jobs close on Eastern time, not Alaskan time or Whatever time zone you're in, they close on Eastern time, so make sure to factor that in if you are uh, in there at the last minute. So if I wanted to use USA Jobs, could I come back to it later on to look through the listings, for example, with yes. the profile I just signed up for? Yes? Yep, you can. Okay. And I heard that federal resumes, I think even I've come across one, they're a little different, and they're a lot could you explain maybe what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I can. You know, federal jobs um, often require that you have experience in a particular type of work for a certain period of time to qualify. Um, so you have to show your skills and experience to, to meet the qualifi qualifications and requirements that are listed in the job announcement that I was talking about to be considered. And so when you're reading through that, it'll, it'll outline what those are. Um, and federal resumes are a little bit different. Um, they're not required or expected to be one page, which I know in the private sector, sometimes that's kind of the, the standard. You want to be uh, succinct and brief. And not that you don't want to do that with a federal resume, but you are going to be wanting to list all of your relevant experience. So, for example, my resume is eight pages. And, uh, and so not one page, eight pages, and that is being succinct and to the point, but listing the re my relevant job experience. Um, and, you know, USA Job does have a resume builder, which is really helpful when wanting to make sure 
you've included all information required in your resume. Um, if you have a current resume, it's it's good to run it through that resume builder just to make sure you're hitting all the the required uh, um, parts of the resume. Um, but what what we're kind of looking for and, and what you want to make sure you're covering with a federal resume is the uh, you want to include the dates, hours, level of experience, and examples for each work experience that you're going to list. Um, and you, so you're going to want to include start and end dates, so that's including month and year, uh, the number of hours you worked per week, uh, the level and amount of experience. So, for instance, whether you served as a project manager or um, a team member, that helps ex- illustrate your level of experience. So when our human resources people are looking at your resume, they can determine what your level of experience is. They're, they're not having to guess. Um, examples of relevant experience and accomplishments um, that you can, that prove you can perform the tasks at the level required uh, that was stated in the job announcement. So that's pretty important. You know, your experience needs to address every required qualification to the best that you can. So you, you want to make it pretty clear um, what your relevant experience is. And uh, a tip I would say is don't forget to include relevant volunteer experience. Uh, if you have any certifications or training or licenses that apply, make sure you're listing those as well. And you, you, you had pointed out, yeah, in the private sector, there's usually a one-page resume, and you mentioned you have an eight-page resume. So mm-hmm. uh, with the page aspect, what's, is there a limit, you'd say, or is the sky the limit? Put down everything. <laughs> I, would say, I would say cautiously the sky is the limit, but you do want to make sure that you're not overwhelming folks with um, information that's not relevant to the position that you're applying for. So, you know, don't feel like you have to keep things to one or two pages if you have experience that um, applies to the position you're um, wanting to qualify for. Make sure you list it and make sure that you're thorough. But don't make it hard for the human resources folks to determine really what your experience level is. Okay. Well, we'll have more after the break, so stay tuned. We're back with the Regional Recruitment and Retention Specialist over at the Forest Service, Carrie Case. What do you recommend people interested in working with the Forest Service do to prepare? You know, the first thing I would recommend is talk to somebody that works for the Forest Service. Um, if, if you have a Forest Service office where you live, um, talk with someone there or uh, get a hold of me and we can discuss what you're interested in, and I can help connect you to employees who have um, or who work in the type of jobs you're interested in. Um, We can talk about, you know, how to set up a a profile or account in USA Jobs. I can help folks uh, walk through that. Um, But then I would say, you know, definitely get your account and profile set up in USA Jobs. Get familiar with what a a job announcement entails ahead of time. But I think, you know, talking to somebody from the Forest Service is pretty important just to get an idea. Sometimes just hearing about a person's career path is really helpful um, to determine, you know, hey, maybe I want to be an archaeologist. And talking to an archaeologist about maybe their schooling or what, what's, kind of what was your career path to get to the position that you're in now. And so when somebody comes to you and talks and asks, well, how can I get involved in the Forest Service? What are some of the themes you see about why they're interested in such a career? Oh, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a wide variety. It could be related to uh, their schooling. It could be related to they've always wanted to work in Alaska. 
um, you know, work in that, the outdoors or there's certain communities that they're interested in. You know, we have a wide variety of positions um, and skill sets of folks that we employ. And uh, so I, I would say, yeah, a wide variety of things um, kind of draw people um, to wanting to work with the Forest Service. So for some of those who may not have put thought to it, what is the best way to find out about the jobs in the region? You know, I'd say the easiest way to find uh, kind of like a one-stop shop for uh, employment information is our regional webpage uh, for the Alaska region. And it takes you right to USA Jobs uh, with kind of an already performed search of all positions available in Alaska for, with the Forest Service. Um, so, and it also breaks out what positions are included under the ANILCA hiring authority. You know, it contains resume tips. Um, if we have hiring presentations, presentations, which we do sometimes, that we provide links to attend those there. And you can also um, access recordings of past um, presentations, which is nice, um, where we talk about how do you apply to jobs, how do you set up a profile in USA Jobs, uh, what resume requirements look like. Um, and you can also sign up to receive email updates about hiring information from me. So it, it, that, comes, that information comes to me, and I can contact people. Um, and so to find that, if you Google Alaska Region Employment uh, Forest Service, that website will come up. And uh, then past that, I would say, of course, USA Jobs itself. Mm. And so earlier in the program, we talked about a lot of this large amount of funding coming to the state and there's these positions that need to be filled to execute some of those projects that the funding will be used for. Will these large hiring events continue or is this just a one-time thing? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. You know, like I said earlier, we're really seeing a, a period of revitalization investment in the region, which is pretty exciting. And in turn, we, we have to increase our workforce to keep up with that. So, We've been understaffed in the Alaska region for several years, and we're, we're looking to, you know, make up ground but expand our workforce as well. And so these collective hiring events, will they're going to be something you're going to see into the foreseeable future, the, the next couple of years at, at least. And, um, you know, we have been trying to change how we do our hiring so that we can um, maximize the, the number of folks that we're bringing on and, um while also, you know, increasing our efficiency. So, you know, we have so many positions that we're wanting to fill. We were, we were talking about it, and we're like, we need to do things a little bit differently. And so looking at these uh, larger hiring events is, is a way for us to really be more efficient and uh, maximize our efforts. Are Forest Service jobs just for people that like being outside all day, or are there perhaps other options? <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different options. Uh, there's a wide variety of jobs uh, available with the Forest Service. And uh, looking at USA Jobs today, you know, we have quite a few different kinds of positions open from data managers or, say, environmental planners or support services staff, so, you know, people that work at the front desk of an office. And those are uh, predominantly, you know, in-the-office positions. You know, a data manager is somebody that's managing either some of our databases, maybe they're working with GIS or some of our mapping tools um, or environmental planners. They're, you know, writing environmental analysis documents, uh, working within our um, public processes to um, look at what projects look like and, and uh, working with the public to design those. So 
those are those are folks who are usually in the office. Um, but then we have, you know, biological or forestry technicians, so people who are doing botany, uh, forestry work, recreation work. Um, you know, our archaeologists and our biologists that are our, our fisheries biologists and hydrologists say they're out in the field um, a fair amount of the time, but you know they also work in the office a lot. So I would say it's kind of like there's a position for everyone, and uh, there's a lot of different kinds of jobs for a lot of different skill sets. Um, and you could probably be out in the field as much as you wanted, or never out in the field um, if, if that's what the, the kind of position you were looking for. And so, Carrie, did did you start off in the office or out in the field? I didn't. You know, I started out when I was in college in Washington State. Um, I started out as a forestry technician, so doing timber layout work um, as a GS3, so kind of, you know, a very entry-level position, and I I did that job through college. After college, I wanted to move to Alaska, and so I I moved up here and uh, started working on the Tongass National Forest um, out of Petersburg, and... uh, I was a fisheries technician, so I, I did fisheries work, uh, which is great. I was in the field all the time and worked seasonally. And uh, when I wanted to start a family, I um, wanted to be in the office more or at home more, so not out in the field and traveling. I became a writer-editor, so working on environmental documents and, and writing those, and then uh, became an environmental planner, and now I'm in the position that I'm in. So kind of a different career path, and, you know, I have a degree in political science, um, so not, I'm not a biologist, and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I've kind of had, uh, I've been on both ends of the coin, always in the field to almost always in the office at this point in time. And so when did you, what did you think of Tongass when you first arrived here in Alaska? Oh, you know, I can still remember the feeling. I was just, like, so excited. I remember the person that hired me, who's still a friend of mine today, he said, you know, are you okay with float plane travel, helicopters, <laughs> boats, being in remote locations? And I was just like, yes. He's like, oh. do you have any questions? And I was like, no. <laughs> wow. I will take the job. And so what, what, what is it you like now working at the Forest Service? You know, I would say people. That That's kind of really what made me continue working with the Forest Service. Um, you know, I love... I love the people that I work with, uh, and of course, being able to work and live in beautiful places. Uh, I just, I, I love Southeast Alaska. You know, I still live, live in Petersburg. I've lived a few other places within Alaska, but came back here to settle down with my family. And uh, yeah, I just, I feel lucky every day. And uh, and then I'd say coupled with that, the Forest Service is a really family-friendly employer. That's a, a big plus here as I've moved through my career, and uh, we have the flexibility in our work schedule, and uh, we have excellent benefits. So I would say a combination of all of those things. Very good. Well, Carrie, do you have anything you would like to add that perhaps I didn't bring up? Um, you know, I would just say on our regional website, my contact information is there. So if you, if folks ever need to reach out, um, please do. That's what I'm here for, and uh, don't be shy. And uh, hopefully I can help you uh, – move along with whatever questions you might have. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the program. Thank you.